Hey everybody and welcome to the next episode of Bastock and Bachelor Bullshit Busters. I'm Simon Bachelor. I'm Adam Bastock. And today we are going to be asking the question, do outbound links help with SEO? So the kind of common wisdom is that you need lots of inbound links or backlinks um, by coming into your website to help with your SEO. And we did a video on uh, that uh, a few weeks back, so do check that video out for all of the knowledge you need on backlinks and inbound links. But this week we thought we'd flip that on its head and start to look at whether you need outbound links and how that might possibly help. So Adam, when I always think about bound links, um, I always think, well, why would you want to send a customer off to someone else's site? Surely that's what an outbound link is doing. What are your thoughts on using an outbound link on your website for SEO? Yeah, so it's a really good and interesting point. And a lot of my clients have always been concerned about linking out to external resources because it's you know linked to the competition or it's going to distract people or it's going to have some negative impact. But the reality, I think, is, is that as long as you're doing it with very good intent for the for the user or for the customer um, and kind of helping them understand why they might find more, more information if they want to read more or kind of referencing, then it's always going to be a good thing. If we ignore the customer for a minute and look at Google, which I think is not always the best way to look at it because the two are so intrinsically linked, but if Google is reading a page that has no links on it or it's reading a page that has got lots of links on it, um, the page with no links is going to be far harder for Google to place that in kind of its web, in, in its contextual algorithm or its kind of wider context of what that topic is about, because all it has to go on is what's on the page. The page that has got links out to other resources, so if we take um, like paint, for example, my favorite of all topics, and that article has then got links to B&Q and to Farrah and Ball and to, you know, how-to guides on how to paint a room, such as like local DIY um, businesses and, and various other content that you might need in there that's instantly going to kind of connect the dots and, and, and anchor it in, a, in that web of what it's talking about and therefore it's going to have slightly higher relevance whereas if you've just got a blog post or a page that has nothing on it there is it's, it's not going to harm your SEO necessarily but there's a there's a suddenly a, a limited amount of information that you can actually that Google can kind of infer from that based on just on the text and what it's saying and the backlinks obviously that are going to that page there are, there are kind of like technical uh, alterations you want to make to those links to kind of help manage that process. So there's like the no referrer tag and the sponsor tag and, and various other little tit tags that you want to maybe highlight them. But I don't want to go into that too much here. That's for a separate episode, I think. But I think the short answer is do outbound links help SEO? The answer is yes. Um, and I think Yoast, I mean, you, you use Yoast a lot more than I do, but I believe mm. there's a there's a metric in there that has like a, it checks for how many links that are going out and that's set up. Yeah, yeah so it, it does to? say, you know, you should consider using an outbound link on this page. Um, obviously yeah. it doesn't tell you where to link to, but it does recognize the fact when you put in an outbound link, it does think that it does have that as a factor. Um, if you've got Yoast Premium, um, then it also does internal links, um, which Brilliant. again, we can cover on a different, um, uh, episode but like you know so it, it might say like if you reference a product that you sell it will suggest oh you've you've used the word this product and that matches yeah. exactly a product title that should be an internal link but I think also I don't know if the external linking uh, tool does that to the extent where it will say like you've used the word 
you know, bathroom paint. You should considering linking. It's not that clever, but no. I think the same principle applies of like looking at your content and saying, you know, if you're going to be, you know, masking up your skirting boards ready to paint them, and then you might highlight that and send, you know, link to a really useful YouTube video, for example. Exactly. Because um, I think a lot of people just. Um, I, I always remember like when I back in the day when I was sort of learning very rudimentary code and they had the opening new window thing. And I remember back in the day that used to be slightly penalized because it was always just that idea of it was just it was on W3 schools or something. It used to say, like, don't be greedy. And it was essentially like, don't force someone into another tab just because you want to keep your tab open for yeah. them to come back. Because it's like, well, actually, the idea of the internet with hyperlinks, you know, is to just dive through this web of, 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 of websites. So I think that that kind of selfish behavior of making every external link a new window or a new tab can potentially work against you, especially if you're on mobile. There's nothing more annoying, particularly on Chrome on my Android device. If you open yeah. another tab, it actually opens behind. It doesn't immediately. Yeah. And you have to switch and it's a pain. So I think... If you're going to have that other link, you well. should just sort of follow through, you know, should just go yeah. straight to that page. And yes, you have sent someone off to that site, but everybody knows where the back button is, you know, mm -hmm. they can always come back. Um, and I think something else we always talk to our clients about um, is, you know, actually, this is where the importance of having other marketing channels works, because exactly. you can you can use your email marketing list or you can use your retargeting ads. Um, uh, to, to reach back out to those clients, to bring them back to your site. So you shouldn't always have just one chance to convert a customer. You should be looking at having multiple touch points with them and multiple ways of trying to get them back to the site. And it's interesting to think that actually, encourage, not encourage, yeah, so giving people the opportunity to go off to other relevant resources is almost going to put you in a position of sort of credibility and authority, saying like, well, look, Absolutely. I'm so knowledgeable about this topic. I've got 10 other things you can go and look at you know, that are going to help you understand it better. There's a good example there that kind of we use, or I've used with one of our clients where they, they kind of sell quite a technical product. And so there's a lot of people asking quite technical questions there. We've written a blog post that does very well, that ranks top in search. We get a lot of traffic from it where people land on that page and they are, they're not ready to buy. They are, they are purely researching if they can use that product or not or how to use it. Mm. In that article, we do link out to other um, resources, including like the government website, so they can go and check that what we're saying is correct, and that they can go out and read the documentation and go, oh, actually, yes, this is what they say it is. Um, at that point, we are not looking to get them to purchase. We are looking to them to be educated, to trust us, and to sign up to our email address. And there is a pop-up on that page that triggers something like two minutes after that gets, again, quite a good conversion rate because people are loading up that page, they are seeing the content's useful, they get a pop-up that says, do you need to know more information? Where, you know, we can help you. They put in their email address. They get then put on a series of emails that kind of goes out to them and then they are nurtured back towards the website at a later date. And in that nurture sequence, we have preempted the other questions and the other content on our site that they are going to probably find to kind of bring them back every day, um, again, to establish that authority. So I think that's quite a good example of, of what you're saying is that don't just think of SEO content as needing to be conversion-led. You want to have it at all parts of the funnel so that people, when they're on their journey, will find you naturally and come back to you. Um, and in terms of external linking, the more you can 
linked to external resources shows that you are building that authority, both to a user's point of view and to Google. Because if you're able to show, well, actually, we're not just making this up and we're not going to link to anyone because it is completely made up, we are referencing all of our sources here. I think that just really helps add, add to, your, to your weight. And I, I, can't, I can't see any reason why that would be a negative um, in Google's eyes, really. I think also that's interesting to think about that from Google because obviously you linking out to someone else makes you an inbound link for someone else, right? Yeah. So when Google, which is looking at all of these websites as a web, you know, it, it's seeing you as an authoritative inbound link. Yeah. So it's only going to help you back because you're in that web and network of connections. You're acting as an authoritative inbound link to someone. So, you know, I guess the, the ideal would be a reciprocal link back again would be I ideal. But, you know, if you can get that, that amazing. But then you're back to our video on inbound links, you know. Yeah. And maybe that's a good outreach is to say, hey, look, I'm sending you this traffic every month. You know, would you mind, you know, maybe on this blog with this link coming back to my page? You know, it, it's, it's, kind of it's always worth outreaching for that yeah, sort of thing. I think collaboration just helps build trust in that sense as well, which is all, what it's all about, really. So, but yeah, I think I think if you've got blog posts, then as long as you're not linking to competitors, I don't really see any damage there in terms of um, reasons not to put them on your post. So, in answer to the top question of do, do they help, I think yes. Um, just do it, obviously, fairly sensibly. Don't try and link to again to keep it natural. So don't go away from this. And then your latest blog post and and you know just link every single word on that to other resources, thinking it's going to help your SEO. That's not what we're saying. It's more about just being um, realistic and practical and kind of mindful, really, um, and linking to other resources that are helpful naturally without needing to try to spam your way to the top because that's never going to work. Exactly, yeah. I think everything in moderation when it comes to of SEO course. is uh, is is good advice. Excellent. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's pretty much answered the question. Um, so, yeah, maybe have a look at your website, see if there's anywhere you could create some outbound links. Mm. And, of course, go back and watch our other video, which I will put a link to in this video for, uh, on inbound links. And then uh, with your outbound and your inbound, hopefully you'll start to see a bit of an improvement in your Absolutely. SEO. As always, you can reach out to us on LinkedIn. I'll put the links below for LinkedIn. Uh, you can subscribe to us, of course, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all other good podcasts outlet. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button here on YouTube uh, to mean you never miss a video. So until right. next time, we'll see you later. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.